Good evening. I think we're, if I counted correctly, we're day 12 of our 21 days of prayer, and we appreciate your uh, uh, commitment and um, dedication to uh, what we're doing as our churches, our, our, not only the Botkins Church, but our campus churches, and we believe that these are strategic times. It's not just, hey, let, let's, let's spend the beginning of the year and, and uh, call it 21 days of prayer and see if we can get people to pray, but we believe that God is responding. He, he's going to uh, actually, we believe, shift things in our churches. Do you believe that? And that we're headed towards uh, God things in 2023. So I think uh, 12 days in, uh, obviously more than halfway, we're entering the uh, period of 21 days of prayer. 
as Jesus told the parable in Luke 18 of, of the persistent widow and the unjust judge. And he said uh, the parable to encourage people to pray and not give up. And I think that's where we're at in our time in the 21 days of prayer right now. So, uh, again, believing these are uh, strategic times for our churches and our prayer. But beyond that, a theme that we've been uh, throwing out to everybody is that we hope that through this 21 days of prayer that it helps you develop a rhythm of prayer in your life. That, that you have a healthy habit, a healthy rhythm of prayer, communing with God, uh, being present with God, communicating with God, uh, you know, casting your cares upon God, everything that prayer involves, that there is a healthy rhythm of prayer in your life moving forward. So much so, so much so that, that if you miss prayer, you know you missed it. How many know what I'm talking about? That you develop such a, a healthy rhythm of prayer in your life, if for some reason something happens in, in two or three days, you don't, you don't get your prayer time, you kind of feel out of balance a little bit, you know? You're so used to being with God and communing in His presence and, and spending time with Him, even if it's not a long period of time, but being with Him, when you miss those moments, you know you miss something. Uh, a phrase I throw around is kind of like uh, becoming addicted to things divine, that, that we have such a, a connection and growing relationship with God, and, and certainly you can't grow in relationship with something you're not connected to and you're not communing with, and prayer is that. So I, I want to uh, encourage you about something tonight. Um, Pastor, on Sunday morning, if you were here, if you did, you can jump on the live stream archive and check it out. Uh, he brought up and was talking about a, a three-stranded uh, cord that's so strong, prayer, fasting, and the scriptures. And prayer, fasting, and the scriptures, they, they overlap and they go hand in hand. So I, I want to uh, add something to that, maybe put another tool in your toolbox tonight. Um, one of the greatest places that you can go in the Bible to learn about prayer is the book of Psalms. 150 Psalms that make up what we call the book of Psalms. Now, understand... All prayer that's properly motivated is rooted in the scriptures somehow. So even when you ad-lib prayer, if it's properly motivated, it will be rooted in the scripture. Jesus taught us to pray, Matthew chapter 6, Sermon on the Mount. And everything that he said, our Father who is in the heavens, holy is your name, your kingdom come. All, all the way down through that short prayer that he taught us, he drew from the Old Testament scriptures. So all of our prayer will be rooted in who God is and, and, and what God does and what God is up to. So we pray. The Psalms is one of the great places where we can learn about prayer. And what was so incredible about the Psalms is that you can find the full range of human emotion in the Psalms. The, the Psalms are almost like a very intense prayer journal, if you will. And, and the, the writers of Psalms, a lot written by David and other authors, they're writing about experiences in real time, in real life, when life isn't always going the best. In the Psalms, you can find anger. In the Psalms, you find frustration. In the Psalms, you find wording like, my soul is downcast within me. In the Psalms, uh, you can find mourning. Also in the Psalms, you find joy. And what's interesting about the Psalms, in the midst of all of these human emotions, it's very gritty in the Psalms, that these are times that crying out to God in the midst of the moments of life that are producing these reactions and these emotions. You know, we've been using a phrase during this 21 days, pray first. That, that we would learn that the first reaction of our life, no matter our circumstance and what's going on, we learn to pray first. See, I think sometimes maybe we think when we come to God uh, 
for a time of prayer, we have to come very pious and put together. That's not always the case. One thing we can learn in the Psalms is that when you're experiencing anger, pray first. When something happens that makes you angry, pray first. When you're experiencing circumstances, you're frustrated, pray first. When you experience something in life that brings mourning, pray first. When something's happened where you feel your soul becoming downcast within you, we learn to pray first. The Psalms teach us that. That we don't have to wait till we get ourselves together, then I can go to God. But the Psalms teach us we can come to God in the fullness of our experiences and our emotions of the moment. As a matter of fact, I've learned one of the best things I can do when I'm angry or frustrated is to pray. Because if I respond before I pray, a lot of times I'll end up in a place that I shouldn't be or doing things I shouldn't be or saying things I shouldn't say. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? As a matter of fact, I would encourage you that maybe a, a, a habit of prayer that we talk about, but obviously uh, hand in hand, a, a healthy habit of being in the scriptures, right? That maybe um, you can make the Psalms a part of your scripture reading times that you have. So an easy thing to do is like on January 1st, Psalm 1. And 150 Psalms, you can turn the Psalms over twice one year and still have days left over, right? Today uh, is Psalm 19 because today is January the 19th. And by the way, before I read part of that, uh, here's something I do. This may help you too. Is This is a little booklet here that I have, a notebook, that is... I would say a quarter of the way through, full of scriptures that I've written that I pray. Again, prayer rooted in the scriptures. What better way to pray or learn to pray than by using the scriptures to pray? And I draw on these. So, so in here, um, Psalm 103, bless the Lord all my soul and all my inmost being, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord all my soul and forget not all his benefits, who forgives our sins and heals our diseases, who redeems our life from the pit and crowns us with love and compassion, who satisfies desires, our desires with good things, and he renews our youth like the eagles. He, he works for the righteousness and justice of the oppressed. That's Psalm 103. I pray that psalm. And, and when you do that, you allow it opportunity to meditate and roll around in your mind and, and then seep down into your spirit, right? So today was uh, obviously January the 19th, so this morning I read Psalm chapter 19 as part of my scripture reading time, and here's how Psalm 19 goes from verse 9 on down. It says, the fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Now watch where some prayer gets involved here. Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. Here's another prayerful wording to end this psalm. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You see that? Mixed in all these psalms are all these prayers that we can learn to help teach us in a prayerful life. Amen? So, so maybe something to throw out to you to, to throw in your toolbox and, and add to your uh, repertoire of, of a life of prayer. Okay? All right, so we're going to go into our personal time of prayer. Don't forget all the tools down here that are available to you. We'll get back together in 25 minutes and, and close things out in prayer. the water spirit come move 
Jesus, we praise you tonight. Let's just keep in a moment of worship. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Highly exalted. Name above all names. Our beautiful Savior. Wonderful Lord. Lord, we, we commit ourselves once again tonight. Lord, it means to continue to learn how to deny ourselves. 
to each day pick up our cross and to follow you. Continue to learn to grow into what it means to save our life by losing our life. You becoming greater, we becoming less. Lord, a life of learning to live your way. Where we offer ourselves to you. That you're our savior, but you're also our Lord and our king. That we are your people. You are our God. We praise you tonight. With everything that we have within us, we praise you and we worship you. Lord, we hold nothing back. We keep nothing back. We don't try to barter with you over anything, but we give it all. Thank you for being our Savior. Your love and your mercy times your patience. Your faithfulness, even when at times we are not faithful. We thank you. Lord, Lord, we pray now for our loved ones, our co-workers, family members, our, our children, our acquaintances, Lord, that, that do not know you as their Savior. We lift them up to you. We call them out by name. We pray somehow, some way, the revelation of who you are breaks into their life. Lord, create the conditions, the circumstances to, to bring them into who you are. We plead for them, for the salvation of their souls. In Jesus' name. Lord, there will be no one that we are connected to that does not come to know you. And Lord, within in these kind of prayers, Lord, that we also pray that we're, we're part of the answer, Lord, that our, our light is shining brightly. Not as a light that, that we kind of hide and, and keep to ourselves, but a light that shines brightly that everybody in the room, everybody in the house can see you shining through us. Lord, in our word, in our deed, Lord, that we are people who are reflective of the God that we say that we serve. That we are those who take the gospel to the world, to our neighborhoods and our communities, to our workplaces, to our family gatherings. That people come to know you in a life-changing, life-altering way. We thank you for that. And Lord, stretching beyond our, our, our relationships, our acquaintances, Lord, we pray for our nation. To the highest reaches of our government, the presidency and the vice presidency, to, to our senators, to the House of Representatives, to our Supreme Court justices, Lord, that we pray revival breaks out in an unprecedented way. Lord, we actually believe these things. They're not just things that we pray, but we believe that the move of God can happen. To touch our nations from the north and the south and the west and the east. We pray that the Spirit blows like the wind, moving as it pleases across our nation. To our state representatives and governments, our local representatives and governments, where we pray a revival. Lord, it alters the shape of our nation. Lord, we bind the enemy and the works of the enemy. We bind how he has set up strongholds. We, we cast them down in the name of Jesus. That there's a move of spirit among us, the Holy Spirit moving in a powerful way, a fresh way. Burn fire, burn. Blow wind, blow. Lord, fill us with a new wine wine of your spirits. Well, I pray in such a way that our churches 
houses of salvation, that our churches are places of long-term equipping and discipleship, that our churches are places of freedom, in turn, they're places of celebration. We thank you for that. Lord, we ask that in all that we do, that we glorify you. Everything that's happening glorifies you. We pray for our churches, for our pastoral staffs, Lord, for our dream team leaders, our, our small group leaders. We pray for a double portion of wisdom. We pray a unity in our houses. Lord, when we come together and worship you in unity, Lord, there's such an incredible presence of your spirit manifest among us. We pray for those in our congregations of needs that are, are physical, financial, emotional, relational, whatever it is. Every week we gather together, it's like an emergency room. But Lord, you know. You know what's happening in each one of our lives, Lord, and we pray that we begin to see answers, testimonies coming forth because of the wonderful work of God among us. We thank you for that. Lord, I pray specifically for those that are in financial need, that you show yourself faithful as Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Lord, that in these things you make a way where there seems to be no way. Lord, at times in, in in the world today, when everything seems, prices are up and inflation is up and all these different things that we are people who are living in your faithfulness as we live by faith in you, our provider. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray for those that are struggling with, as the Psalms would say, a downcast soul within them. Lord, they find the joy of their salvation in you. Lord, they find, they find life, the abundance of life inwardly in you, and it overflows from them. That you snatch away from the man anxiety, you snatch away worry, you snatch away from them the fear of the troubles of life, and you set them on a sure path. We thank you for that. That's for your glory, Lord. For your glory. Lord, I'll pray for all of us, all of us here tonight and watching online for those in our churches. We pray Psalm 23 over all of us, Lord, that we come to know you as the Lord, our shepherd. And in you that we shall not want. That you lead each one of us to green pastures and quiet waters. Restoration for our souls. That you lead each one of us in paths of righteousness. That's for your name's sake. For even if we may find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death, we will not fear. because we're the insurance that you are with us. That your rod and your staff always is bringing comfort to our lives. That even in the midst of our enemies, you prepare a table for us, a table overflowing with the abundance of the goodness of who you are. That you anoint each one of us, anoint our heads with your oil of, of healing and goodness. As a matter of fact, that our cup would overflow in our lives with, with you. That we walk in the assurance that goodness, your goodness and your love will follow us all the days of our life, every step of our life. And also have this assurance in, in knowing that we're going to dwell with you in your house forever. Thank you, Lord, for these assurances. And I pray as we leave tonight, we're encouraged, Lord. 
I pray as we leave tonight, we take within us a fire within us to be a light in our world for you. We thank you for all that you are to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for coming tonight. Be blessed as you go. We'll be back here tomorrow night, again from 6 to 7, as we keep on in perseverance in our 21 days of prayer.